listening to season 3, episode 16. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. I hope that you're having a lovely week. The weather has been amazing where I am, so I hope that it has been where you are too. This week I'm speaking with Zoe from VA Green, which is a beautiful shop in Shoreditch in London. It's really colourful and you can find really unusual things there and I think that Zoe has a great eye for finding quirky and fun things that are just a little bit more unique and different. I love talking to Zoe all about what she's doing at the moment, how things are going, what has worked well how her suppliers have helped her during this time and what she thinks is going to happen when we are allowed to start going out to visit all sorts of shops which we now know will most likely be the 15th of June. So I thought this is really interesting to hear about and something I am going to be doing a bit of a solo episode on soon. I'm just collecting some more information and reading up loads about it, hearing different people's opinion etc. If you have any thoughts about it please let me know, I would love to hear how you think but I want to record something about first of all what we think might happen and also how you as a brand owner or business owner can help your stockists have a successful reopening. I'm really interested in hearing what makes you feel safe, what what will bring you out to the shops, what would your concerns be and and what would it take to really impress you and get you through the doors and happily shopping in real life again. We're going to head straight into my episode with Zoe from VA Green. Hello Zoe, thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm so happy to have you here and thank you, so thank you very much for taking the time. It'd be great to hear a little bit about yourself and what you do. I own a business called um, WA Green. I'm a homeware boutique and I'm based in East London in part of London called Shoreditch and I've owned the boutique since well, it's actually three years. It was three years in lockdown, so April 2017. Oh, you had a lockdown yeah. birthday. <laughs> I completely forgot all about it. It's really yeah. interesting, isn't it? I just totally forgot all about it till like a couple of weeks ago and then thought, oh, actually, yeah, I've been free. So I completely missed that, um, <laughs> that marketing opportunity. <laughs> That's for sure. It will come every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And actually, do you know what, saying that you're three at the moment, I don't know. I'm just aware of so many other businesses having um, a really, really tricky time. I I, I just, I've been very careful about what I have said on social and on any marketing material because you just don't know how it's going to land at the moment, do you, and things like that. Yeah, Yeah, but anyway <laughs> um our um so my boutique is is homeware and our tagline is dopamine for the home and what that loosely translates that is that it's all about a little hit of happiness when i um got the idea for starting a boutique it was god it was years and years ago and a really 
good friend was having a significant birthday and I couldn't find anything to get her for the um for her present and she was having a party and I'd left it quite late last minute and um, I was racing around East London thinking on you know why can't I find anything that original or you know that she won't have seen before and um, I was getting really really frustrated by it and um, I ended up not finding anything at all in East London and then hightailing it over to the Conrad shop in Marleybone at 5.30 on a Saturday evening just because I couldn't arrive empty-handed. Yeah. And buying a Ceratrudon candle, which are, you know, divine, and, you know, I think, and I now stopped them in my shop because of that story. But yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't quite what I had in mind for her. It was a, you know, it was that, that was a special present, but it wasn't quite what I had in mind, and I couldn't quite shake that off. I felt really quite frustrated. I didn't understand why, you know, Conran had the same edit as John Lewis, as did Heels, as did, you know, other boutiques. In... All those shops did look a bit the same. And they, they? well, just, there was just a moment in time when, when they really, really did. And I think, they, yeah, you know, and, and I get it because retail's hard and you want to make sure that what you're buying is going to sell, that people like it. And actually, as I go on in retail, I do understand a little bit more about why that happens so when I started this idea you know I obviously had zero idea of what the hell I was doing and um and then I was on holiday in California and we were traveling around and I just completely fell in love with the way that they position like local craft um Mm -hmm. alongside other sort of niche little bits and pieces but without it being elevated into the world of sort of art and craft you see what I mean it's just like a little bit more locally produced and uh, but it's not it's I don't know it's uh, and now in the UK we've got these great craft markets and things like that but believe it or not we didn't have all that thing so yeah so that was in 2016 so I just handed my notice in I was working in design and uh, marketing for um as a account director in um in you know juicy clients and lots of lovely work but I just thought yeah I don't know if I want to do this for another 20 30 years you know and um my daughter was getting a bit older and not needing me to be so available to her and I'm thinking you've got to get yourself ready because she's going to be gone you're going to have you know you do not want to be bereft you want to be yeah with your own life so I took the plunge and handed my notice in and um in the October 2016 and then then opened the store yeah in April 2017 so that's the background to it that's so exciting and do you feel that you have now found something you can see yourself doing for a long time yeah I feel really really nourished by it it's just amazing and I've never really felt so myself I think before, with what I used to do, I used to have to follow everyone else's brand guidelines. You know, I had to enforce, the, you know, the creative idea had always to be tailored to the client's brand guidelines, look and feel, tone of voice, you know, everything. And yeah, and then, you know, translating that back through the creative team and it was always, I don't know, it always just felt like everything was a bit of a compromise or a bit of a, yes, I know, but we've got to do it this way. Equally, it was just really hard for me when I first started because I was used to sitting around with a brilliant creative team 
bouncing ideas around. They tell me to shut up, my idea is rubbish. And I go, yeah, okay, <laughs> fair point. And now I've got no one telling me it's a terrible idea. So maybe yeah. that's why I feel so happy because I just... <laughs> I don't know. But you can try things. You that's the beauty with yeah. running a small business. You can be agile. You can test your ideas. It is it is like that. And also you know that if something goes wrong, you've got no one else to blame. It's always my <laughs> fault. You know, yeah. it's always my fault. Even even if a member of staff does something wrong, it's because I haven't told them how to do it properly or how I want yeah. it done. You know, it's just like yeah. actually it it's all my fault Um, (laughs) (laughs) which is refreshing in a way I suppose well it is quite liberating and I just say to the team you know don't be worried about making mistakes I've made about 40 this morning already so you know it's just it's how we acknowledge them is important so So, yeah that you learn from them yeah completely completely. sometimes you need those mistakes to happen also like especially if you have someone that you haven't taught how to do something that the way you want it done yeah you know like it, it gives you an opportunity to actually show what it is you do want yeah I think although you know at this last um couple of months has been a real eye-opener for me though because my, my team's been furloughed and um I'm, yeah. obviously I'm having to do absolutely 100% everything all myself now and just like they are so much better at things than me. <laughs> what know. are you finding the most challenging? Uh, I think I mean there's lots of different challenges, aren't there? I mean, forget the worry about what it's going to be like once the shop reopens. I'm very fortunate that we 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 do sell online, and we've been growing our online customer our online customers for quite some time now. So we've got returning customers, and that's been a godsend but it's just the silly things you know like physically how long it takes for one person to wrap and pack something enormous like everything that I sell there's no two things I sell that are exactly the same size there is definitely not a one box fits all approach in this boutique you know 99% of things are um, very very fragile and you know you have to make that product arrive in good condition and looking like it's been loved as it as it goes out the door and um, obviously that takes a lot of time. And so it's been quite interesting because all the delivery companies have been less busy. They've yeah. slowly started coming earlier and earlier and earlier. So it's been a bit like um, the elves and the shoemaker. So, you know, they have less daily pickups. Yeah. So normally they would come about half of two. Yeah. And, you know, you know that you can get X amount of orders fulfilled and wrapped in that time but they were suddenly arriving at 10 in the morning or 11 wow. and just like oh gosh you know that's um that's not quite what I was um no what time do you get in <laughs> well exactly so I've been getting in really early I've been getting in at eight o'clock not every day depending on what the level of orders are but also yeah. getting quite late to finish them so it's a different it's a bit of a change because in Shoreditch Shoreditch is so it's a fantastic place to have a store. I'm not on the high street. I'm on a real tucked away um, little, tiny little street. Um, yeah, called... I looked at your blog post with the big planters yeah. that you had artists decide. Right, yeah. I love that. It's great. And it really is a real community here. And are there other people that are doing the same thing as you in the street where they mm. are coming in to send orders? Yeah, so it's quite interesting. We've got 
I'm, I'm opposite a really famous pub called the Bricklayer's Arms, which is one of the quite a notorious pub in a, in a good way. Um, it's famed for having the worst toilets in London, I think, but it's it's kind of (laughs) graffitied and haunted. So it's kind of like got everything really. So it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, that's fun. And, um, so there's, there's that all boarded up opposite me, which is really odd to see, but they, um, there's a Apple Mac repair shop at the top of the road who are, obviously open and incredibly busy because of everybody homeworking and having no IT support. They are just so busy. And and then the other the our clothing boutique and there's a lot of tailors around here where mm-hmm. um so I think they really suffered because of the wedding. Lots and lots of, of weddings not happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, and we've got a yoga studio as well called Chroma Yoga down the down the road as well. And I think you know, you know, that's, that's really, tough too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't seen them, but you know, you're just really aware that everybody's having a slightly different time to you. Yeah. So how's your online sales has been? Is that Matt? Have you? Because I, I suppose they've been good. The struggle has been for yeah. lots of people that it, it's never the same as having your shop open. No, no, and it's not at all. I think what was so interesting before we went into lockdown at the beginning of March, it was kind of like we were sort of two weeks ahead of the official lockdown in terms of footfall in the store. You could just see that London was slowly emptying out. You know, it, yeah. we were all arriving into work going did you get a seat on the tube today? You know, and they were like, yeah. You know, it's just that you could just sense that there was something going on and we became very aware that everyone, it was just emptying out. And it felt like the middle of the school holidays, but with no tourists. It was just really, really, really weird and really, really quite eerie. And then, so we took the decision to close on the 18th of March and that was a really odd time of terror in terms of you know the business but just putting the shutter down on the business just felt like the most we didn't know what was going to happen with the government just felt like just felt like the most most grotesque thing ever and um it's a bit weird but then we did start getting not many but as like a little trickle of online orders yeah a little bit like people were sort of panic buying the bits that they thought that they hadn't got you know so people if they'd got birth you know just a few, a few things which was quite great mm-hmm. and then it just went really quiet you know so there was just like yeah. gosh there's no sales it's just so weird and then all of then luckily by some crazy foresight I'd bought some jigsaw puzzles back in January and I don't wow uh, really yeah I'm a Californian company that I work with slow down studio that do the most incredible throws all by different artists they're all limited edition they're just beautiful yeah because part of my whole shtick is that I didn't want cookie cutter house and I don't like selling things that everyone else has got and you know, I was getting so fed up of walking to people's houses and everyone's houses looking the same. It's like, really? So I like the fact that they only do, you know, short runs and then once it's gone, it's gone type of thing. 
Yeah. Anyway, they started doing a few jigsaw puzzles and I was chatting to them and they went, why don't you just try them? I went, I just don't know if they're for me, you know, I just don't know. <laughs> I was like, I'll try six of each design. I'll, I'll try six, you know. And it's like, <laughs> Well, are you not happy you did so now? Before lockdown, they sold out really quickly. Oh, even thought, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, hello. So I like trebled the order because they sold really really quickly yeah and so I had some and they and of course they just fell out the door they just went and if it wasn't for those jigsaws I do not think that I would be so buoyant I'm so grateful and so thankful for having them because it got people to the website it got people there I got so many brand new customers that I'd never met before through that people were sending them as gifts people to if people were shielding or isolating on their own um we were able to wrap them really beautifully if we knew that they were a gift we were wrapping them in uh, we worked with the completest um, yeah. and she was just so fab she found out that we were wrapping them in her wrapping paper she was like just i've got loads that's da- loads of wrapping paper that's damaged in the studio she came over and gave us lots of dog-eared wrapping paper that we could make amazing that no one could sell that no one could sell it was just so grateful again for that it was just wonderful but it meant that we could delight people and then we started getting returning customers on the back of that i think one or one um customers ordered 12 times on the back of that wow i know 12 unbelievable different products as well amazing it's to just, different people yeah 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 to different people she's just been sending like different lockdown gifts to her staff to just yeah. Oh, I love that. I know. It's just incredible. So that's been amazing. And then, then what's interesting now in the last two weeks, the customer buy has been changing. So it's now less about the jigsaw and it's more about joy, getting joy back in the home. And you can see that people's baskets are changing, which is just How interesting. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. That is. So cool. And in terms of your other suppliers, so obviously the Completist has found a brilliant way to help you guys. Yeah. But have you heard from your other suppliers? Um, yeah. It's, I, th- in touch with them? I think it's been really interesting about which suppliers have been in touch and which haven't and which ones were proactive about doing that and changing how things were happening. So my... So, for example, one supplier was always Proforma. It's a, you know, I've been trading with them for three years, but all their international stores are always Proforma. And they, yeah. then they switched immediately to Invoice, which was nice. an offered to do that, which was incredible. Other suppliers have offered, have gone from 30 days to 45 days. One other supplier also, if I placed a pre-lockdown order, went to 60 days for me which was pretty good because you know I'm still still a small boutique so I you know I don't get the fabulous 90-day terms that some people (laughs) get unfortunately (laughs) and lots of people lifted minimum order quantities yeah and also it's what's been quite interesting is thinking about the whole supply so a lot of my ceramics are made in Portugal so it's the impact on those when China shut down all of a sudden, all the Portuguese factories got very, very busy. Mm. So, so it's just the whole supply chain has suffered quite a lot. So some of the garden pots, for example, that I'd normally sell, I'm not able to get nearly as many of them as I'd like to get hold of because they're just that 
they just they haven't there isn't enough of them there's been this weird because of changing habits in shopping and what we buy there's been such a weird search for some products I think as well which probably has not helped that yeah at all because obviously the garden, lots of garden centers closed but for some reason things like seeds and well understandable reasons I think mm. but, you know anything garden and home related is doing quite well so yeah. all of a sudden and I think we well, and I think you know I'm very very grateful during this time as well to have a business that is in homeware because you know there hasn't ever been more focus than being on your home you know mm. even in my own house you know yeah, of course there's been a lot of jobs done <laughs> 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 you know those squeaky cupboard doors that always stuck don't stick together anymore you know it's just yeah. you know there's, 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 there has been a lot of that and I think what I'm the sense that I'm getting is that now the jobs have been done, now people are at the stage that they're putting the finishing touches onto things. That's lovely to hear too. So oh. have you been looking, have you added any new products onto the site during this time or have you looked for any new products? So because of the sales of the jigsaws, mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as this happened, I cancelled all purchase orders with everybody. I was like, I've yeah. just got to, you know, button down and just get through this every way I can. But as I started to see some, you know, traction, and actually the interactions with the customers online have been really enriching. It's, yeah. been, it's because obviously you miss that customer contact so much face to face when you're in the boutique with someone. So it's been quite interesting getting feedback from them and you're able to sort of get a bit of a dialogue going with them about what they're looking for but also so when so if I have got a little amount of money then I'm thinking well okay I might just try a few of those and while things have been a bit more I don't know liberal in terms of being able to make a smaller order yeah I thought I'm just going to try I was going to try that one but I haven't bought anywhere near the depth of what I would normally do and have uh, the the bits that you have bought have that been from new suppliers or from your existing suppliers uh the only new suppliers are from I've expanded the jigsaws okay yeah 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 so I've bought so it's like it's quite interesting so I'm I do what I do is everything's quite bold and a little bit cheeky but not cheeky in a ooh madam way but sort of a little bit more sassy is that yeah. So obviously, if I everything that I've got, to, if I'm adding a line, it's got to work with everything yeah. else. And today, in fact, I've been re-merchandising the whole store and trying to think about getting ready and reopening. And it's and so it's like putting even just like putting those puzzles in amongst the other products that we that we've got. It's like yeah. we've got to make sure that they still tell the same story. Otherwise, they just don't work. Yeah. Um. So I've done repeat orders with things that I know that do sell. But I have been, I haven't been brave enough to explore a whole new supplier. But I have got orders from January that were placed and have been paid for that I'm hoping will come through. And I've got a ton of stuff stuck in Morocco that I haven't been able to get out of Morocco. Yeah, yeah, it's already been paid for. So you just think when that all comes and it will come. Then you will have an influx of new stuff. I will. I will. That will be lovely. Yeah. But, and do you think this is going to change how you buy for this year? You know, normally, do you go to trade shows in the autumn, for example? Yeah, 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 yeah I do. So, yeah, so, I mean, well, oh, God knows. I'll tell you what I was thinking of doing. 
<laughs> I've got sackfuls of people's brochures that I pick up at trade shows and think, oh, I like that, I like that, and then end yeah. up never doing anything with it. I'm just going to have to get all of those out and go through them. And then I'm mar- sure some of those suppliers will love you for that. And I've got a supplier in mind that I've never placed an order with that I know I want to try. So it's yeah. like, okay, so I'm, I think I'm going to try that. And it's looking now, you know, looking ahead and thinking, is there going to be a second wave? So how do I future-proof the business? What do I have that I know that people need? And making sure, looking now, what people have been buying. Oh, I, this is the lovely thing I love so much. People have been buying. So my best sellers in store in terms of volume are yeah. my dinner candles. Yeah. And I've still been selling so many of those online. I think it's feel good. For, I think candles has been selling really well overall. So I mean, good. Wellness has been doing incredibly well. Yes. People wanting to treat themselves, making it nice. Candles make yes. everything. I know. I mean, your house could be dreary and then you have two hot pink candles and it looks great. It looks absolutely fantastic. So that's, <laughs> that's been really cool. And then one yeah. of the things we did at the start, which I also think helped, it was a weird, so the first week I still had a full timer working here and mm-hmm. we were sort of saying, okay, well, if you're in the shop, I won't be in the shop. You know, it's just like we will not see each other. Yeah. But if you, you're sort of doing it a bit like that. And that was in the first week of lockdown and before they'd announced the furlough scheme. And I was sitting at home that week completely, obviously all the marketing plans were just torn up and thrown away, but Mm. completely unable. My mind just would not allow me to think about how I needed to do something. And then it was just, I don't know, I had a sort of light bulb moment and it was like, okay. So we, we launched our bestsellers. Um, with a discount as per cup pack. So oh, that, I saw them. Yeah, They're lovely. They've been great. So if people buy a per cup pack, we gift wrap it and um, we reduce our best sellers by about 20%, I think it was. So to allow people a little bit more easy gifting, you know, just in that time, mm. sort of acknowledging that, you know, with everything's a little bit uncertain. Yeah. And then our customers then get a lifetime's sort of membership of our friends and family so they get a 15% discount as uh, so, oh, so they have that for life and that's a way of saying thanks so much to our customers to support for supporting us during that time so even if they only spend you know 10 pounds they still yeah. get that there's no minimum spend associated with that as well because it's that was like I was just quite glad to have that time not in the shop to come up with some sort of idea around it and get it done. I love that. So that's so nice because you actually get something too. I know like lots of people have been doing gift vouchers and stuff, which is yeah. also lovely. Yeah. And I love that people have been supporting local businesses or businesses online with that. But that's such a nice thing. It's almost you know, because you still get something. Yeah, it's really nice. It, and it's yeah. got, and it's landed lovely. really well. It has landed really well. Somebody was telling me um, about a restaurant the other day, and they were saying that if you can, everyone should try and book ahead for a restaurant just so that they've yeah. got bookings. But it's so hard when you don't know. Like, we would easily do that at the local pub, right? Yeah. But when we don't know when that's going to happen and will we feel comfortable going then, or, you know, we've been supporting them on you know by doing yeah. some takeaway and stuff but like I think it's you don't quite, know how you're gonna feel <laughs> no I think it's interesting though because I think from their perspective if they're maybe asking for a loan or something to get them through it if they can demonstrate yeah. that they've got 
bookings that a demand that people want that to is come. very true yeah i wonder if they're taking bookings maybe I'll yeah and will you do you think that if the trade shows are open will you feel comfortable enough to go to them what do you think i mean i will do what i think you know it depends doesn't it what's what the situation is i mean if something's open and i you're allowed to do it then then, then i would then i would do that but it's how they do, you know, they're really busy things, aren't they? And I'm not quite sure how you can, you know, how, how would, you know, how would, would you make the aisles, you know, 10 times wider? I'm not just not sure. I mean, I'm sure there'll be more stand space available and maybe they'll be what they've to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they will look similar to supermarkets in terms of the flow of people. Yeah. Because in the, the way they've said it and the gift warehouses and it's then told me this, that, you know, if you can go to a supermarket, there's no, you know, you can sort of do the same thing. Maybe there will be one. I don't, out. yeah, I'm not sure. I think they might have to rethink it more for the moment. It's, you know, I was speaking to a friend of mine who works in fashion and she was saying, yeah. you know, normally she'd go to a showroom and she'd see a whole collection and she'd feel it. Whereas now she's choosing from, you know, she said she did a buy yeah. yesterday looking at some sketches and they're going to send some fabric samples in the post. Yeah, you know? and I think that will be much more like that too. Yeah. I think that, you know, there will be virtual presentations maybe, like, you know, where, where a brand might show you stuff and then they send you a sample box yeah. to go with it or something. I mean, we're going to have to be a bit flexible and think outside the box about how we do things I a little bit, so. I guess. Yeah, I think for sure things aren't going to go back as they were, or not for a very, very long time. You know, it's, you know, and maybe those trade shows needed a bit of a shake up anyway. Probably. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. I think footfall has always, has been going down, or at least, you know, people spending at the show has been going down, I'm sure. I'm sure the organisers would not agree with this, but, you know, that's the feeling I have, at least from trade shows. But they're still important for relationship building. And I, that's why I think they're vital because, you know, I meet face to face with people that I only ever speak to over email. And, mm. um, and those connections are really, really valuable. And just to have that time just to chat and to talk about how things are going, it just allows you to, you know, it just means that when things like this happen, that they know that there's a human being at the end of the phone. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. So how do you feel about retail now? What do you think is going to change this year? I think um, consumer behaviour will be quite interesting to observe, you know, you know, in terms of how do you make the shop look like a place that you physically want to be in. This week, I'm looking at how I merchandise everything on the shop floor, um, reducing the number of items that I will have out on display so that it looks I mean, I'm not sure how people are going to feel, but I guess people are going to want to see that things are easy to be cleaned, which is difficult for me because I'm known for being a bit of a maximalist. So everything that we sell is, you know, really bright and colourful and, you know, we like piling it all up together. So I'm having to sort of arraign myself. And usually it sells better when there's more of it. Exactly. And it's that whole pile it high, sell it attitude but I'm but I don't know I just think we just need to be you know the more that are out the more chances are that they could all have been touched yes so it's and I think you know we need to be mindful that it is going to be a different time so that's something that I am looking at but I but I've started doing it and it's already looking great 
So I'm I'm really I'm really really That's pleased right. with it. And do you have to then guide people how to walk around the shop? Well, do you I've, have to have sanitizing stations? Well, yes. So I've got a plinth that I'm going to put at the front of the store with you know hand gel, but also gloves if people want to put those on and a yeah. mask in case they don't have one. So that's going to be there. Which so then it just obviously shows that you're trying to make it feel safe for people. And then thinking about the signage. I mean, my store's not big. I don't have the worry and the the problems that you know that a big store would have. I'm a small independent shop, it's, and it you know it's unusual for me to have more than four or five customers in the shop at any one time anyway, unless it's Christmas. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a high footfall site that I'm on. Mm. And I also think as well that you will see what and what I've seen as well with online I think people will make more deliberate purchases you know they'll be what they'll be shopping with intent so yeah. as rather than browsing yeah just to browse. so I think that there'll be less of shopping as a leisure society you know so people won't just you often see people just going to the shops for a mooch and just to hang out yeah especially lunchtime and yeah stuff like that. yeah so I think there's there will be more intent with people's shopping. So there will be so I'm I'm going to be doing curbside collections so that we can arrange what time people will be there and working out how to you know just be able so that people know that at a certain time of day that they can collect. And then I'm going yeah. to be looking at my reduced opening hours because um and I think you'll see a lot of independent shops having to do that. So I think I'm going to do appointment only beginning part of the day and then maybe just open to the public from um eleven thirty till five thirty. Yeah. Um instead you of having, have time for people to co- do click and collect before or instead. Yeah, so in the mornings, first thing in the morning I can fulfil my online orders. And then if by closing at five thirty it means that I can finish the online orders. And then in the in the morning if people do want to just come and not be worried or fearful about shopping with other people, then you can do um one to one appointments at an allocated time with people. So I th- I think there there'll be more you know, you could get a range of things out for people. I don't know, it's just another way of accommodating other people's needs, isn't it, during this time? Absolutely. I think and I also think people will be very understanding and appreciative of your efforts, you know. I wouldn't mind standing outside an independent shop queuing to get in. I mean I queue for everything well, that would be that the dream, I can go and do now. So that would be the dream. I mean the I mean the future's really quite I mean it's terrifying really because I, I mean I look at it and um and and I feel very fearful because you know most people will continue to work at home if they can offices can only have 35% capacity and tourism's gone so where I, I'm not on a high street so I'm surrounded by people that work in an office and and Shoreditch is a really vibrant tourist area for people yeah. visiting London and also um everyone else in the country comes to see Shoreditch for the street art and the creative vibe that's and the nightlife obviously that's 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 in that area so in terms of footfall I think numbers will be you know there's no doubt that I'm not imagining a stampede (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'll need more than one or two strips of two meter markings outside my store (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know I'm under no illusion really but it's about making those customers that do know you feel really warm and welcome when they come in because they are going to come for that service for that interaction yeah Yeah. I I think you're right that people will be more intentional with their shopping 
but I can't wait to go to an independent shop. And I've seen lots of people... It's not the same online. No, it's not. It's not. But it... Yeah, it's not. Because it's... the And I, you know, I'm... I'm really hoping that people go back to to both, but it's about encourage, isn't it? It's about that message, isn't it? But you know, consumer behaviours will probably have changed. In look how quickly we changed and adapted. It's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. This will have long, you know, lasting effects. Basically, it will have changed shopping forever. But I mean, things like Instagram, I think, have been incredible in terms of that they've put the you know shop small, the independent little Mm -hmm. sticker that they've put on the last couple of weeks is in, is in, is amazing and I think people are getting more you know are finding so many new shops through that tool absolutely yeah and, and the new like the new shopping thing on the Instagram that is coming to yeah there's Facebook launched, no it's just launched in the US hasn't it I got the notification about that Facebook shopping isn't it so that's going to be interesting um, how how that works out but you know I just I, I mean I, I I think people will be excited and I think you know just from what I've seen you know there's also going to be a real desire for people to get back to some sort of normal and if you are part of someone's routine then I think it's going to be okay I, I don't know how I think I think in terms of what what you sell as a retailer as well I'm more and more going back to my founding beliefs of presenting difference and um, I was quite worried about some of the stock that if you're selling just as online that people have to understand it and they have to get it so that if it's not if they haven't seen it before without touching it or seeing it or understanding the story behind it that's quite that's quite difficult to um, convey online but I've got these amazing vintage wall hangings from Ubekistan and they're all hand embroidered and just stunning pieces and they arrived just before lockdown and I was thinking well I'm never going to sell those now how on earth am I going to sell those because they really are things that I think you need to have quite a vision for yeah and I sold one of those the other day online so I was like wow that's so cool I was just so excited that someone had bought one because I know for sure I know for sure they haven't seen it because it's not been on display. No, but then I suppose that's where Instagram and that sort of thing could come in quite handy. Yeah. Because we can tell the story, but with like an IGTV yeah. video. Yeah. And, you know, really show how it handles in your hands, at least. Yeah. And that's, I that, suppose. No, completely. And that's something I need to get a bit better at because I have get really self-conscious on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even. I I completely know that feeling. I I had the same. I did not want to be on stories, for example. Yeah. Now I do it all the time. And I'm not, it's not like that I love being in front of the camera because I really don't. But I figured that I just had to get over it, basically. Yeah. And so I I did it every day. I challenged myself. I was going to do stories every day until. I was okay with it. And it took about seven days and probably like, you know, a few hundred recorded attempts that resulted in just a few videos. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, then I kind of felt like, actually, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> After it, like that time. Yeah, I need I need to do more of it. And my team are just fantastic at it. And we have such fun when we do it together. But mm. I think at the moment, because it it's just me, I feel 
oh no, I can't. <laughs> Whereas before they'd say, come on, you can do that and make me do it. But now it's, now yeah. it's my family going, oh, you look an idiot. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> listen to them. No, but you know when you just, um, you just think, oh. Um, no, they've been okay. I mean, they've been, we've been sort of, um, they'll be doing what we can from home, but it's, um, I, I'm I'm a bit lacking at the moment, and he's pulled my finger out. <laughs> we can't do everything, can we? Oh, no. The thing is, you're also doing, you know, the shop all by yourself. So yeah, I'm going to go in and finish remember it that today. Bit too. Yeah, I'm going to go and finish that today. I'm looking forward to getting that. But that's quite fun, though, isn't it? It's nice. It's like playing Giant Doll's House. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I really... And like to like you get to connect with all the bits again yeah. that you haven't touched in a while. It's a, yeah, it's like you've got creating stories with it all we've just got these amazing uh jonathan adler utopia series of canisters and mugs which have all been done from the village people ymca characters and mm. so macho you know they're just hilarious so i was just having fun you know just looking at how i display all of those you do get really involved with the product it's that's that's what's so great about it and that's what's so great about having a store and I think that's, yeah. what, that's what will bring customers in because they like to see things like that and how you've displayed them. Yeah. And I think the customers would want to see like how you envision people visiting safely and that sort of thing. So like yeah. those are easy stories probably to do because just showing what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, you. exactly. I should be, that's what I should film myself doing it today really. But that means I've got to put some makeup on and brush my hair. <laughs> 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 or not or not i guess or not i i, I give it up on that <laughs> <laughs> my skin has never felt so good <laughs> makeup yeah. what is that i don't know I, I mean i have put lipstick on a couple of times have you I, i've only done that for like our saturday night quizzes when we've been dressing up as god yeah no what. it's only been the videos <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and we did like some doorstep photography last weekend so I did put lipstick on for that oh no I did as well actually a, a photographer came around and took a photograph of me for a project he was doing about lockdown so that was quite nice I did put some makeup on <laughs> Not uh, it's funny isn't it what we <laughs> yeah. how, how things change yeah completely completely but yeah. so do, have you had any guidance from the council or anything or is it just you know what you've seen and read up on yourself in and thinking about what changes you think, think needs to be done so actually i'm my my business is in hackney and hackney have been brilliant they've been absolutely fantastic so you get an email update from them once a week that details any new grants that are available whenever something else becomes available you're told about it and so they've been great about communicating when things will be paid when things won't and what they're doing in the area to you know widen pavements and hotspots that um, are tricky and not working at the moment and um, increase cycle lanes and, and things like that so I've, yeah, they've they've been really, really good. And then next week, I'm on a call with other boutiques in countries that have independent boutiques that have already um, experienced um, reopening. Just oh, to, that's yeah, interesting. I can't wait. So that's on Thursday. So that's 
Um, How's that come about? So I also sell on the online marketplace for independent stores, Truva. That's how a lot of customers find me actually through there. And they've got a network of boutiques that that are in countries that have already reopened. So that's been great. So they've being part of an organization like that has really got you know lots of benefits because they've organized calls with how do commercial property experts so that they can yeah. talk about your guidance giving you guidance around lease agreements and we had a lawyer on the phone we had somebody from Barclays giving advice around you know how to approach asking for a loan if you needed to ask for a loan so things like that have been really, really useful. So I emailed somebody over there and said, look, just wondered if we could put a call in to actually talk to some boutique owners about what they've done, what customer feedback is, just so that we can make sure that we get it right. Because I think you've got to get it right. And, and yeah, really okay. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So that's been great. That would be so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, and it's and it's and it's just and it's also because you know as well that. These are going to be small shops like yourself, and we, mm. we, although we, we don't sell the same things, we kind of do sell the same things, you know. Yeah, uh, we might share a couple of same suppliers, but probably we don't, and we've all got a different aesthetic, but we've got the same type of customers, so it will be interesting to get that. Feedback. And they have seen that people have been buying different things, like different categories has been doing well in different countries during this time, which has been really interesting. And what have you heard then? What have you... Well, I I just subscribed to Mary Porter's newsletter. And uh, I also, she, in the latest one she did, you can email her back and get like this full report about what you can do as a retailer when you open up, I suppose. Well, I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, do it. I, I, I love her. I don't know why I didn't know about that. <laughs> No, it's great. And I, and then obviously I got into a bit of a hole and did some mm. internet research and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I find it really fascinating how different places, when they open up again, has been selling different things. But I think the common ground is, you know, how people move around the shops mm. and, you know, how what makes them feel safe. Yeah. No, and exactly. appreciated because yeah. it's it is a, a real decision to go out to the shops and spend your time there I think when they're allowed to so you want to feel taken care of and that the shop owner takes safety yeah no it's a real commitment isn't it to, to yeah. go into a shop is a real commitment you don't yeah so I, it's really interesting yeah I would definitely recommend you to sign up no I will I, I really enjoy it no I will it's one of those newsletters where I actually I receive it and I'm like I really want to read it <laughs> you know it's it's good no she's I like just like she just talks sense I like I like her a lot um, yeah and also she understands that you know it's about much you know I think she she comes at it from what I see from the programs that I'm watching her and I try and channel my inner Mary but yeah <laughs> and, and see myself as a merchant you know yeah. it's it's you know how how people ask you what you do you know, it's like I'm a shopkeeper, but I'm also, you know, I'm also like a merchant in terms of, you know, what I'm bringing in for people to buy and that whole 
um, sort of exploration. Mm. Yeah, we'll um, we'll see. <laughs> uh, well, it will be very interesting to hear what things ha- how things progress when we open up. Yeah, but I think that myself and like I feel that a lot of people will appreciate the independent shops more after this. And I, I think as well that we we might go back and you know I was thinking, do we go back thinking about myself and sort of you know if I haven't got the um, level of footfall and the same income coming in and and so I won't need it's an awful thing to say but you know in terms of staffing levels it's it's yeah. going to have to be more reliant on what I can physically do within that space at least for the short term so you know I was thinking do I not open 7 days a week anymore yeah people might not expect it the same way yeah I wonder if that personal shopping thing will yeah. become more of a thing exactly. you know do I do early closing on a Wednesday so you can do your admin? Yeah. You know, yeah, you've got to too. do these things, haven't you? Things have to get done. There's a lot of admin involved, you know, especially with me because I've got so many different suppliers. There's an awful lot of admin involved in that. And, yeah, but, you know, that whole having your weekends back, even early closing on a Saturday, I was thinking. Yeah, no, I, I do think shopping hours will change. Yeah. The amount of time people are willing to wait for their orders have changed already. Yeah. And I think a lot of things will change. Do you, is there anything you can think of that your suppliers can do to help you during, you know, when as you open up again? Apart from the things that we already talked about, you know, about credit terms and minimums and stuff. Is there anything else that you need from them well it'd be interesting to see how i think you know looking for do they need to look at how things are packaged but it's a but i think that causes all sorts of problems when you start to break it down because environmentally you want as least amount of packaging as possible but it you know it's how things are displayed isn't it so you so you also want to minimize i don't know i'm rambling now because i'm sort of thinking about it but it's yeah, I'm not sure if I've got an answer for that one. Um, no, it might be something we that we don't know until things open up yeah, again. Yeah, like, I, but I, I mean, I, I, what I'm hoping during this time that uh, the creatives and the designers will have had a real chance to explore new ideas, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what new products are coming out of this and what and what's to come from that. So I, I you know, I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing what's you know what direction things go in and whether or not you know we've gone into a really big colourful period, and I'm I'm all about colour and I'm all about self-expression and positivity and believe that your home should be a place that um, nurtures you and makes you feel enriched and um, positive in that space and I've always been a little bit again not against but I've never been able to do it personally that sort of minimalist aesthetic that has dominated for so many many years but I mean we're now Mm. fully in a sort of maximalist movement and I think people are enjoying that but then after this with the depression that's meant to be coming Will we go back to more simplistic lines quite quickly? Who knows? I I think there's several schools of thoughts. And yeah. I don't know which one is right yet. It will be very, very interesting for sure. Yeah. But I do think that people's habit about going into the office and stuff will have changed, say, more homeworking. So I, yeah. I'm guessing your home is still going to be your sanctuary more than ever before. Yeah, I think so. I really think so. And I think how people use their homes... So at the um, Clark and Design last year, it was really interesting because it was 
I've been thinking back about that, Feb, because obviously it's not happened this year. And a lot of the focus was around home working and they developed, it was really, so we're thinking like, mm. how did they know? <laughs> well, that has been going on for a while, I feel like. Yeah. People are more virtual now. Yeah. But so it was all about having office chairs that were comfortable and looked nice in the home. And it was quite interesting looking at that so I think what comes out of this will be how that then I think that will get translated into less architect you know more accessible stores than architects homes if you know what I mean yeah quicker yeah actual practical yeah so people will be designing their homes now with a mind that they need to have a home working space so you know I'm I'm sitting here talking to you in a spare bedroom with a double bed in it but you know mm. it would be much better if there was more desk space in here you know it's like I haven't really got that in this house yeah so I think people will now be you know how we had the big swing to have a kitchen dining room yeah it's now I think people have more of a look to office spaces and things in their homes yeah and i think like years ago that was the case you had to almost like a office space somewhere but it kind of went yeah no you know you go into people with big houses and they have a study which you know in our society every study is a bedroom because you just can't Mm. afford to not have it but it's yeah it's it's, um, it's definitely a luxury isn't it it is (laughs) (laughs) Before I let you go, would you share with me where people can find you and buy from you and all oh, that? I'd be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we are, well, when we're open, we're in Shoreditch in Charlotte Road, WA Green. And in the meantime, um, we're online at wagreen.co.uk. And on Instagram, we are w.a.greenlondon. Brilliant. And go and have a look at those perk packs because that's what I'm going to be doing. (laughs) That sounds like a great thing. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and for chatting with me. And I will, yeah, I hope that I get to meet you one day when we are allowed out again. Oh, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much. All right, take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, Shayu, for having such a wonderful chat. And thank you so much to all of you who are listening. I really, really appreciate you as always. If you do need some help with your wholesale, if you are, if you maybe have lost your way with it a bit and feeling that it's a bit of a struggle at the moment, or maybe you have had some time and thought, ah, I'm going to get on it. This is my goal. I'm going to keep at it. And you need some help with some direction on that. Do let me know and we can have a little chat about how we can work together. As always, I love seeing where you are tuning in. So do tag me. I'm small underscore business underscore collaborative over on Instagram. And another thing you can do to really help is to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and rate and review over on Apple Podcast or iTunes. I will be back soon with another episode and until then I hope you stay safe, stay positive and keep really well. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.